Welcome to the High Achievers Club. This podcast is for you, the big dreamer, goal getter, ceiling breaker, trailblazer, and quota crusher. You're in the right place if you want unstoppable success without sacrificing yourself and your sanity in the process. I'm your host, Becca Powers, best-selling author of Harness Your Inner CEO. And here at the High Achievers Club, you will get the tools you need to have a professional and personal life that thrives beyond your wildest dreams. Hello, hackers, and welcome to episode nine of the High Achievers Club. Today, we are going to continue our conversation on burnout, which will continue for the next several weeks. And today, specifically, we're going to be talking about the overs. The last two episodes focused on the unders. We talked about the unders. And then my very dear friend and guest, Gina McCarthy, came on and talked about the unders and how she was able to recognize that she was starting to feel them and how she was able to make change. So if you haven't tuned into episode eight, I would definitely tune in. It's a great episode, lots of mic drops. And next week, my guest is going to be my dear friend. She's in the book multiple times. I call her my earth angel, but she has definitely helped me navigate life and career, Jesse Andres. And she's going to be talking about the overs. We're going to stay on theme for episode nine and 10 for the overs. And she'll specifically be talking about how overworking had her miss out on motherhood. So if that's anything that is interesting to you, you definitely want to tune into episode 10. But today, again, we're going to be talking about the overs. So in the framework of burnout, I mentioned that I have five stages. So just to recap, Stage one was the unders and stage two is the overs. And what I want to talk about here is that when going back to the foundational stuff, so when we feel like we are unseen, unheard, and like we don't matter, we want to hide that and it triggers our core. And what I mean by that is it triggers our core wounds. These wounds come from childhood. I've talked about it on previous episodes, but it's always worth reinforcing. When we feel unseen, unheard, and like we don't matter, it triggers our deepest shadow beliefs about ourselves, that we're not worthy, we're not lovable, it's not safe to be me, I don't matter, I'm not good enough, I am not valuable. And those are just a few examples. But when those are triggered, and I'll just say for me, one of my core ones is I'm not worthy. And so if my I'm not worthy is triggered, then what I do and what a human does is go into overcompensation. We don't want people to see that we might not be valuable, that we might not be worthy, that we might not be lovable or acceptable or good enough. So we try to prove that we are. And it's just a natural human instinct. So again, when the unders are triggered, when you feel underappreciated, undervalued, underpaid, you know, there's tons of them. But the point is, then it triggers that, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. And when we feel that we go into overcompensation. So I think that lays it out pretty clearly. But what I want to say is, especially in a high achiever, that's going to show up as overworking, overthinking, overcommitting, overstressing, overwhelming. We have a lot of overs that we do. And when we're in a state of overs, we're really activating all the stress in our body is really 
activated and starting to take lead. So we're going through, and I'll just share a story with you guys just to give you a clearer picture on the over. So in the book, Harness Your Inner CEO, I write about a time where I was told to turn it down or tone it down 50% and become Becca Light, which is kind of funny now. I can laugh at it. But at that time, I was not secure enough in myself. And when that comment was made, I have to take ownership of it. I don't believe it was said to hurt me, right? But it hurt me so deeply. It triggered that deepest wound that I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. Another one is like, I'm defective. Like that was me. I always felt like somewhat rejected. Maybe it's because I was born a redhead and people made fun of me for having red hair and freckles. I don't know. But there's that element to me that rejection was really hard. Funny enough, I ended up in sales. So I'm pretty good handling rejection these days. But back then, especially by my peers and by my leaders, I wanted acceptance. And so feeling like when when someone says, hey, I need you to tone it down. And I was a sales leader. I was like, I don't even know what that means. And does it mean that I'm doing something wrong? Or does it mean I'm doing something too right? I have (laughs) no idea. But what it triggered was my deepest wounds around my mom, which mom was awesome. But also, I remember there was a story that she would say every year on my birthday that as soon as she saw my red hair, she wanted to put me back in. So subconsciously, I had never really felt like accepted, even though it was meant as a joke. And probably my mom had like dark humor. So it was probably even a term, like some terms of endearment. But nonetheless, hurt is hurt, right? So it hurt me when I was asked to be. 50% of myself, that wounded me. And so then I went into overworking. And I can't even say that I did a a great job. I did an okay job. But when you're in a state of overcompensation, you are not giving your best, although you think you're giving your best. So I was overworking, I was overstressing, I was overcommitting, I wanted people to feel like I was really working on things. So I began to join more projects or take on additional meetings or overcommit myself with family and friends. It showed up in multiple areas of my life. And before you know it, I was a walking anxiety attack. And it's just no way, it's just no way to live. But I really like talking about the unders and overs because I think it's really easy to understand and to catch yourself. Like I was mentioning last week when we had Gina on the show, Gina was able to catch herself in the unders. And that catch of her being in the unders really was, it changed her life, right? She was like, oh my gosh, I'm going into this space where, you know, I'm not really super valued, a little undervalued, a little underappreciated, nothing alarming, but just there. And it was enough that she was able to stay open to other opportunities. And lo and behold, she found one, she's absolutely in love with it, and she's making more money. So a lot of times when the unders are activated, and then we go into the overs, we actually go into I mentioned like overcompensation, but we actually go into like constriction. So we're trying to prove ourselves. We're trying to have some validation that we are valuable and worthy. And so we start clinging actually to the thing that is making us feel bad. We actually cling to it more. So in this case, instead of me realizing at that moment in time when I was asked to be back a light that, hey, this really hurt my feelings. Maybe they don't see me. Like I mentioned in episodes all the time. And in the beginning of this one too, but when I saw Oprah speak a couple weeks ago, she said at the core of everybody, they want to be seen, heard, and felt like they mattered. And on the reverse side, 
uh, problems come from not being seen, not being heard and feeling like we don't matter. And I can validate that's exactly what happened with me. And in the zone of overextending myself and overworking, I was gone from the house from about 7.30 in the morning to about 7 every night. So it was about 11 to 12 hour missing period from home. And my kids were in middle school then. And I don't remember a lot from those years. That's why I have Jesse coming on to talk about that next week. So if you want to, again, hear like missing out on motherhood and some tips and tools to avoid doing that, or if you are doing it to get out of it, please join us. But for myself, like I remember specifically multiple occasions where my kids were running up to me, excited to see me. And I, I'm going to hold back on a story because I want to share it next week. But I remember just not being present. And when it finally dawned on me that I wasn't being present, my kids were already feeling a sense of neglect and not neglect in the sense like, of course, they had clothes on their back and food, but kids are very sensitive and they can feel when a parent and especially a mother is not fully present with them. It makes them feel like they don't matter. And so there's a period of time that I can't fix. I got to deal with it. We've gone to therapy. Trust that's happened. But there was a moment in time for me being in the overs that I wasn't present as a mom. And that is probably one of my biggest regrets because I had blinders on. There's lots of things going on in our life that I wasn't privy to because I just couldn't see. I was so consumed in everything that was going on with me. Hello there, hackers. Pausing the podcast for a moment because you know I'm all about breaking up those burnout cycles and getting you to your peak potential. So I want to offer an opportunity for you to self-assess whether you're in burnout or not. So if you go to BeccaPowers.com forward slash burnout, there's a free assessment for you there. All right, let's get back to the show. So if you're relating to any of that, what I'd love you to do is just take a moment and we're going to do a quick survey. So if you're driving, just listen and mentally take it. And then if you are sitting down and listening, you know, if you have a pen and paper nearby, go ahead and score yourself or you can just listen. It's not that deep, but it is just a good helmet check to see if you might be experiencing the overs. So on a scale of one to five, I would love for you to say how overwhelmed you feel on a regular basis. So one would be at the end, never. And then two would be seldom. Three would be sometimes. Four would be often. And five would be always. And that whole scale is going to go through all of these. So how often are you overworking on a scale of one to five? One being the lowest, five being the most. How often are you overthinking? Do you find yourself obsessing? I mentioned that before, but I just want to double click in that for a second. When you find that your brain is replaying the same story over and over and over again, you're in a loop. And the loop is generally an indicator that something, like I was mentioning earlier, was triggered. And awareness is key, guys, dude. Like if I can say anything, like coming off of autopilot, coming out of the zone of powering through. We are, especially as high achievers, it is in our DNA to power through. It isn't in our DNA to be resilient. It is in our DNA to go. But I'm asking you to press pause. I just want you to explore these concepts and find out what's really going on with you. But as I say, overthinking, are you really overthinking all the time? Probably a good chance that you are. What 
are you thinking about? And how often does that loop? And when you can identify, hey, I'm overthinking about a family fight I had or this project at work or whatever it is, what happened in that fight or what happened about that project that made you feel inadequate or that might have triggered some of those core wounds, like maybe you're not good enough. All right, so that's overthinking. Scale one to five, overthinking, overworking, overstressing. On a scale one to five, how much are you overstressing? And then, I mean, there's so many overs, but I just want to throw another one your way. How often are you over committing yourself? That's another really common sign that burnout has been initiated. <laughs> like the initiation has begun. But over committing is again really a sign because you're trying to show that you are valuable or that you're worthy. And so if you find yourself over committing, there's something going on underneath. So again, rate yourself on a scale of one to five and see how you're doing. So next thing I want to talk about is what if you are feeling the overs? What can you do? That's a really good question. The best thing that I mentioned, press, pause, assess, and admit that things might be either off track or getting off track. Admitting it is so huge. It is a game changer, in my opinion. I In the book, I call admit when things are fucked, but things don't have to be fucked. But things sometimes when they're just slightly off track, we ignore it. And again, I just talked about that, but that's something that I really want you to think about. Are things off track? And if they are, one of the very, 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 very first things that you can do is start to prioritize yourself. My guess is that work, commitments, family, things like that have taken your priority and that your well-being might be at the bottom of the list. And the truth is, we talk about this all the time on this show, success is possible without sacrificing your well-being. Actually, unstoppable success is on the other side of prioritizing yourself. There is a way where you can live life and be alive and be vibrant and vital and have like, I love saying this, like vivacious energy when you do allow yourself to prioritize your well-being. I mean, one of the things that I work my butt off, but I'm in a passion zone. So a lot of what I do doesn't feel like work. And that's the exact point. You know, we shouldn't be just surviving our days. We should be alive. But in my zone of like loving to work and be engaged in people and, and concepts, I stop my day at 5.30 every day. Why? Because I have a son that still lives at home. I have a husband. I have dogs that want to sit in my lap on the couch. I want to do dinner. I want to either go out to eat or I want to make it, but I want to be present. And presence is such a big key. I mentioned that earlier that our family and the pets and loved ones, they can feel presence like when we give it and when we don't. So that's one of the gifts that I give myself is to help me prioritize my well-being as I start my day at 5.30. But I just wanted to provide you an example. What I'm asking you to do is if you're feeling the unders and overs triggered, when you're able to give yourself permission to prioritize your well-being, saying taking on that extra project is going to stress me the F out. So I need to say no to the project so I can say yes to myself. I'm going to say that again. I got to say no to the project so that I can say yes to myself. The more times you say yes to yourself, the more confident you will become that this is the way to be. And like I said, when you're able to live in this zone of knowing what's good for you, 
and what might cost you, you become more confident. And when you become more confident, you're able to make more empowered decisions for your life, for your business, and then everything starts to hum. The engine starts to hum. You start to build in like a positive snowball, right? Things get bigger. You start gaining momentum. You're going in the direction of your dreams. You're going in the direction of your goals and you are not burning yourself out in the process. It's actually the opposite. You are getting fueled up and that's the zone I wanna help you get in. I want you to have unstoppable success without all the costs of compromise. And we're always going to have compromise, but I want it to be conscious choice for you. Choice, I mentioned this a lot on the episodes too, but choice has two paths. Our choices either empower us or disempower us. And again, high achievers, press the pause button and just ask yourself. You can put your left hand on your heart, your right hand on your gut, and you can ask, does this choice serve me? Does it sabotage me? Does this choice empower me? Or does this choice disempower you? The more you make choices that benefit your well-being, the more your life is going to feel fantastic. So we're starting to come up on time. And again, I just want you to reflect a little bit. Are you in the overs? And if so, start to prioritize yourself and start saying no to other things so you can say yes to you. And on that note, hackers, I'll see you on the next episode. Well, hackers, that concludes today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, share on social. Follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, all at the same handle, at BeccaPowers1313. Share this episode, tag me in it, and if you really, really love the episode, please rate and review it too. It's the best way to show a podcast host some love. Like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg said, till the next episode. See you then.